value you place on a person is evident by your level of preparation. I'm going to say it again. The value you place on a person is evident by your level of preparation. Joe, you have kids, right? I do. I got two teenagers. Two two teenagers. Girls. So, yeah, love it. Think back for me when it was time for your first child to be born. What kind of preparation did you go through to get ready personally, to get the house ready? What are some things that you did? Uh, Probably same kind of things as everybody else. On the house side, there's all the prep of prepping the nursery and painting it and putting together a crib and all that kind of stuff. What paint color did you go with? Do you remember? We went with green for the first one. We didn't want to know the sex and that's a nice neutral. Nice. Okay. Good idea. On the personal development side, I remember I read a ton of books, just basically any kind of book that somebody recommended. Totally. Like halfway made sense. Totally. We, were, we did the baby wise thing. We both read that book and used that as the prescription to help help the kids fall to sleep and self-soothe and everything. And uh, that was fun. The book tells you to basically let them cry it out. It's a little bit more detailed than that. <laughs> sure. But I can remember the first time we were giving it a shot, like Lori and I are like sitting outside of the door, it's like we can't so go in. Difficult. <laughs> we can't go in. It's so can't hard. go in. Just let the baby cry. Just let them cry. <laughs> Did you do the thing where it's like the first time, let them go two minutes, then five minutes, yeah, then seven oh yeah, minutes. The whole shebang. Whatever yeah. the book said, we yeah. did. Yeah, we did. We did that too. That's really challenging. Yeah. For sure. And it's a mental, it just, it challenges you mentally. But in our case, it totally worked. She was sleeping right. through the night quick. And yeah. Same. Learned to self-soothe. Same, which is just but awesome. I've heard people try it and say, that more for me. Right. It doesn't work for everybody. <laughs> Some of those kids are just like, I'm not sleeping and that's how I'm made. I feel like that's a great example of the scripture that we're about to dive into. So let me read this scripture from Matthew chapter 26. It says, when Jesus had finished saying all of these things, he said to his disciples, As Passover begins in two days, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. So what he's saying at this point is like, hey, everybody, I don't know if you figured this out yet, but the time is coming soon where I need to be prepped for burial and I'm going to die. I'm going to hang on a cross and die for your sins. At that same time, the leading priest and elders were meeting at the residence of Caiaphas, the high priest, plotting how to capture Jesus secretly and kill him but not during the Passover celebration, they agreed, or the people may riot. Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy. Now, Simon previously had leprosy, and now he doesn't. How did that happen? Jesus healed him. So while he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume and poured it over his head. The disciples were indignant when they saw this. What a waste, they said. It could have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor. So right out of the gate, they see this woman do this and they're like, this is incredibly stupid. They're mocking her. Like they're almost offended by it. Like what a waste. But Jesus, aware of this, replied, why criticize this woman for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you but you will not always have me. She has poured this perfume on me, keyword, to prepare my body for burial. I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. So this woman who comes into the room, and we know that this woman is Mary of Bethany. This woman, Mary, comes into the room and does this action that is considered by the majority of the room by pretty much everyone but Jesus, a waste of time. 
And what Jesus is basically telling the room is, whoa, whoa, what she's doing is she's preparing me. She's preparing me for burial. And so I just think about what Mary's doing in this moment. And I think we get caught here so many times. Like we've been, there's no way that, that no one can connect with this. We've been both of these people. So there's some of us that can think back to a time when we're the other people in the room where we're looking at someone being incredibly just over the top and crazy and we're going, what a waste of time. What are you doing? But then on the flip side, I think especially when it comes to kids, we will go over the top, out of our way. We will prepare in crazy ways because of the value that we place on our children. We'll paint rooms. We'll put cribs together. We will read books. We'll pray like we've never prayed before. We'll be scared, but we'll walk into it. We'll be uncomfortable, but we'll walk into it. We'll do everything we can because of the value that we are placing on a child. For me, one of the things that I do that's just, you know, it's something I never thought that I would see myself doing. With my daughter, her favorite game is this game called Pretty Princess. (laughs) And I probably don't need to fill in all the details, but essentially what you do Sounds man. It's extremely manly. It's basically (laughs) American gladiators. Essentially what you do is you roll a dice and you move around a board and each thing you can either pick up a piece or put a piece down and there's earrings and bracelets and necklaces and crowns and they're all different colors, pink, blue, yellow, really manly colors. And as you're doing this, the only way you can win is to have two earrings, a ring, a bracelet, a necklace, and a crown that all match. And here's the deal. I'm dominant at this game. All right. I'm absolutely <laughs> dominant. I, I think have, in my mind, you're like the dad that won't let the son beat them in basketball. I will not do that. Like, no, it won't happen. That's me. You, <laughs> 100%. You will know when you win because you'll win. Like you'll never have to guess, did you let me win? So I am dominant at this game. I figured out the weight of the spinner. I can get it done. I figured out the dice. Like I got it. So I will sit there in my daughter's room wearing earrings, necklaces, all this stuff. Sometimes your daughter's there. Sometimes my daughter is there. <laughs> when I'm playing by myself and training during the day so that I can preparing. so that I can win at night yeah. and preparing. And I just never thought that I would do something like that. And I'm sure when you hear that you're like, "Oh, Drew, that's not over the top. You just you just love your kid, right?" And it's yeah, that's what I mean. And when we see this in scripture, it's easy to go, what a waste, like pouring all that money, that expensive perfume on Jesus just to prepare the body. But when you actually find out the whole story and the connection, that's when you really get it. So Mary of Bethany, do you know who her brother was? No, I don't recall. Lazarus. Oh, okay. Yeah. You remember now. Isn't that crazy? So now we know the whole story. So when it's just some woman, like the account says, that comes in and pours expensive perfume on yeah. Jesus, you're like, oh. And Jesus had said some crazy stuff. Like it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man. And then the disciples are like, well, how does that happen? He's like, God, all things are possible. So I have to imagine, we like to think they're pretty dense guys. Yeah. But I still think the disciples were like, yeah, he said he was going to die in three days. Uh, must be another metaphor. Must be another metaphor, uh, right. He, yeah, this must not we'll, be it, We'll right? figure it out in a couple of days when, right. when he tells us what's really going well, he on. He said, son of man, I can't figure that yeah. out either. And that's and that seems to be like But if consistent. anybody's going to believe that somebody's coming back from the dead, it's 
the sister of the guy there that he brought back from the dead. There you go. So right. she's like, oh, that makes sense. Totally. So she's figured it out. And then on top of that, she's incredibly grateful because she, think about the lengths you would go to if your sibling has died and then has been resurrected from the grave. Who, what kind of thanks would you go with? And, and so when that's the backstory, you're almost like, yeah, this not only makes sense, but I might've gone even like further and been like, here's all the perfume and I'm just, I'm, uh, whatever you need, man, like, this is unbelievable. And so we, we see that with Mary of Bethany. And so that's what I want to encourage our listeners with today. The value you place on a person is evident by your level of preparation. So what are you willing to do in preparing for conversations with friends? What are you willing to do to prepare for meeting up with people? What are you, like, what's the preparation that you go into? And for those working in ministry, like when you're leading up to Sunday, I know you've got a lot to do, but what's your level of preparation? Do you just wait till Sunday morning and try to get everything done like last minute? And you know, it's good enough. It's fine. We'll just put that there. It's good enough. Is that the goal that we get to the end of the day and go, yeah, there it is. We did a Sunday. Yay. Like, we prepare when people come over to our house for a meal. We clean the house. We get it ready. Everything's perfect. We make sure the dinner's on time. We, like, we know this. It's instinctively in us, but it's almost like we don't address it. And so I want to encourage some people out there that are preparing at a level that seems like a waste of time. If you've got people looking at you saying it's a waste of time, if you've got people looking at you thinking you're crazy, the separation's in the preparation. Keep preparing well. You're showing value. And for those of you that, aren't doing that, start preparing and prepare at the level that you value the other person. Thanks for listening to Hope After Hurt. If you enjoyed this episode or found it useful, please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and sharing it with a friend. Join the Yes Community on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Yes Community. On Instagram at yesco underscore community. TikTok at Drew's Barker. And for show notes, visit the website at yes.transistor.fm. This show is produced, edited, and engineered by Podcast Carry. Thanks for listening. TDF Furniture carries over 50 brands at prices 60 to 95% off suggested retail. From outdoor sets to dining room tables and recliners, they have it all. See something you like? Load up a truck and take it home the same day or schedule for delivery. Special financing options are also available. Quit overpaying and visit one of TDF Furniture's five locations. Learn more at tdffurniture.com.